if you are enjoying this show of my book, Freedom to Ascend, audio version, please do me a favor. Just share it with one person who you know needs to hear this message from maybe a specific chapter or maybe every chapter. Also, if you can't do that, maybe just leave a simple review on the podcast you're listening to. Just You can just literally click the five-star rating if you enjoy it or leave a written review. Lastly, in the show notes, I will have my book, Freedom to Ascend, on Amazon. If you can leave a review there, that's how it gets to more people and spreads the message of positivity, love, and just sharing the information that you get for free. So please, if you have time, it takes literally 30 seconds, maybe to a minute. I definitely appreciate that in return. Enjoy the next chapter. Chapter 7. Attitude Matters. The only disability in life is a bad attitude. Scott Hamilton. As I sit here writing this book, I'm watching a young lady checking in books at a library. I just met her today, and as I watch her, I can tell that she is simply happy doing a task that many people might hate. She may continue to work at a library or someday pursue another profession, but her manner now towards a repetitious task is peaceful to watch. I wonder how can she be so positive while doing something that would be, for most, a mundane as watching paint dry. For her and many others like her, happiness begins with an important start to each day. Taking the stance of a positive outlook towards life simplistic journey. Yes, life's journey. And I believe it's simpler than we think, but we tend to overcomplicate it. We'll make more headway toward our goals in life if each morning we can look at any challenge we face as a stepping stone to our own personal legend. Teaching at a career and technical school in my alma mater, I've been blessed with experiences in two different types of educational settings. In my early years of teaching, I was assigned the role of internship director, in addition to my teaching responsibilities. As the director of this program, I had the opportunity to give students experiences in the workday world of whatever jobs or professions they were interested in pursuing. I met managers and owners of companies, and as I listened to them and learned what they wanted from their employees, I kept hearing the same thing about certain personality traits. Businesses were seeking people who not only had skill sets built for the trade, but also could learn quickly and work well with others. Besides these attributes, the most frequently mentioned quality owners and managers valued was a good attitude. One veteran manager explained to me that all of his years' experience, the common characteristic of the best workers he'd employed was that they had a positive attitude toward their job and life in general. These employees were well-balanced individuals who had a passion for what they were doing and would constantly look at the bright side of situations, even when something went wrong. I see many students with poor attitudes towards school and life. Their disconnect and negative energy radiates throughout the classroom, and it can actually rub off on others. If a student is in a negative mindset, I always ask them, what's wrong, or why are they acting like this? They usually give me a response like, nothing, or you don't know. Others will admit they're having trouble with their girlfriend or boyfriend when a student is always in a bad mood, 
and as a result has a negative attitude, I know there's something inside that that individual must come to the forefront. Changed attitude, changed outcome. One student I worked with recently seemed fine one day, but the next day he was angry at the world. His roller coaster attitude was extreme. When I met him as a junior, he had seemed to be a likable student who had a great work ethic. But if something or someone bothered him, watch out. He would F-bomb everyone and tell them to shove it. He didn't care who he was addressing. It could have been the Pope himself. If he was in the wrong state of mind, someone was going to get a verbal whipping. Yet, I saw a positive light in this young man. Deep down inside, there was something goodness and hope. We got to know each other, and trust developed between us. One afternoon in the hallway, with no one else around, I asked him the reason for his verbal outbreaks and some violent behavior. He explained that he was messed up in the head. I told him, I already knew that. I pushed further, asking him what he thought was the cause of this messed up head. Then he told me of his substance abuse. For over seven years, he'd been doing cocaine and ecstasy and using marijuana. He described how serious the problem had become. The addictions were tough. He tried to quit several times, but just kept going back to the drugs. It was clear that he was acting out during class because he was not chemically stable. I had identified the problem, and I wanted to work on a solution to change his poor behaviors and attitude in life. So we made a deal. I told him I would help him get a job if he would quit using drugs. He also had to attend meetings with other users in the community and show up every day at school with a willingness to work. If he relapsed and started using again, he would need to let me know. His senior year was not perfect, but he did attend the meetings. He received support from his family and his girlfriend, and we communicated daily about his progress. It wasn't easy for him, and there were days that he flipped out because of his occasional buzz, which put him off balance. But at the end of the year and in the following summer, he took a home drug test and passed. He was so thrilled that he accomplished his goal of being free from drugs that he called me to tell me the news. He applied for jobs and found one at a company where he again passed a drug test and began his employment. He was successful in achieving his goals because there were positive support systems for him. We stayed in contact, and he recently called and asked if one of my students from my school needed a job. When I provided names, he recommended them to his employer, and several were hired. It's amazing that one year ago, this young man was a constant drug user, and now he's working full-time, is clean, and helping others? I'm so proud of him and his accomplishments. He realized that he needed to choose a path that did not require drugs, and he has changed his attitudes and behaviors. Attitude, your choice. One of my favorite quotes regarding attitude is from Victor E. Frankel. Victor was an Australian neurologist, psychiatrist, philosopher, author, and Holocaust survivor. He wrote, Everything can be taken away from a man or woman, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. To have the freedom of choice to choose one's attitude is profound, 
But how often do we blame external factors for our mood or why we feel a certain way? Whether we are students or teachers, parents or mentors, employees or bosses, and no matter our circumstances, it is up to each of us to decide if we're going to have a good attitude about our daily lives. The ability to see good things in our lives is basic happiness and success, yet it's a difficult challenge for some people. This inability to see the good and to take a positive view of things may be due to genetics, a behavior learned at a young age, or just a bad beginning or break in one's life. Choosing to have a positive attitude toward life is the only way to gain the freedom of letting go of negative thoughts and energy. Storms will come in life's journey, but we can hold the hope that the storm will end and the future can be even brighter. For everyone out there, I hope this book helps you understand the importance of your attitude and how you can shape it. For young adults who may be set in your ways, it's not too late to explore the possibilities of changing your attitude to one that allows for tremendous outcomes, not only in your life, but in the lives of those you interact with every day. The truth is this, attitude is a choice, and it can make or break people. If someone shows up to work being a negative Ted, they're not likely to earn promotions, and they may even be viewed as a culture killer because of their stubborn stance on life. Reflect on your childhood. Most likely, you did not have any problems or concerns at that time. The early years of grade school were exciting, new, and invigorating. New people and ideas were presented to you daily. No relationships to worry about, no money or work problems to deal with. Life was simple, fun, and interesting. And I'm willing to bet that your attitude during this period in your life was positive and good, if not great. How come, as we grow older, most people develop the opposite mindset? Is it because of your daily routine is mundane? Is your partner in life boring? Is the government at fault for your economic status? A negative attitude finds countless excuses to have a nagging, neurotic day. When you choose to focus on the negatives in life, you're going to find them. You may believe your attitude has been determined by your family, living situation, environment, friends, or things that have happened to you in your journey. Are you thinking that nothing good could happen now because of factors out of your control? Resist that thinking. The blame for your negative mindset cannot be put on someone or something else. No matter what happened in the past and your experiences of your life or what is happening now in the present, you now have a choice to decide each second of the day how you are going to feel about any person or situation. So get your attitude straight and everything else will take care of itself. You can change for the better, but it starts with a mindset that believes you can do so. A comes before B in the alphabet. And this same rule applies to attitude. It must come before you can have a breakthrough in any area of your life. Remember, every day must start and end with a positive attitude. Being a teacher and coach has opened my eyes to what happens to people on a daily basis. I've heard many students and players say, I can't do this. They're better than me. Hearing these remarks makes me furious because they're already telling themselves that they can't achieve something. I wish I had a pocket of the children's book, The Little Engine That Could. 
I'd remind those who have such negative attitudes that the little engine who was undersized and carried a big load accomplished its goal because it was determined and had the correct mindset. One of the strategies I use when people explain to me that they can't do something is asking a simple question. Have you ever tried to accomplish what you want? If they say no, I encourage them to have confidence in themselves and try. If they answer yes, they have tried and failed, I tell them that failure is part of life. And if you truly want to accomplish a goal, big or small, you never give up. Well, I tried a couple times and I've always failed. I'm just a failure. I've heard that. I understand that it can get depressing to fail at something you truly want. I have many times. Falling down is a part of life and it happens. A driven person will get back up because they don't care how many times they fall as long as they accomplish their goal. I was blessed to meet a good man by the name of Jim when he came to speak to another teacher's class about setting goals and never giving up on them. In Jim's presentation, he showed a clip about a man named D.J. Gregory. D.J. Gregory's story is remarkable. This young man had cerebral palsy, a condition from birth that kept him from walking. Doctors told his parents that he would never walk and would always be confined to a wheelchair. His parents did not want to hear this. They chose to believe that there was a chance that their son could walk one day. After many discussions with many different doctors, they found one who consented to do surgery to correct the boy's legs. The process was long, and there were more surgeries in the coming years, but DJ worked hard, and the passion to walk remained. Today, DJ is walking with the aid of a cane. DJ couldn't play sports, but he took up golf and began playing with his cane in his left hand and a club in his right. In 2008, he made it his mission to walk every hole every day of each PGA tournament that year. In the documentary, DJ explained he wanted to prove to himself that he would be able to walk around 900 miles in one year. That was his goal, and nothing was going to stop him. The documentary showed footage of him walking the courses, including some scenes when he fell. The commentator asked him, what did he do when DJ fell? And his response was, I know that I'm going to fall, but I will always get back up. DJ will always need a cane to walk, but he accomplished his goal of walking by himself. Neither he nor, like the little engine that could, was going to quit. Even when DJ fell or the little engine rolled back down the hill and it was trying to climb, both were determined, mentally tough, and kept their blinders in place so they only saw the finish line of their dreams. If you'd like to view this story, go to YouTube and search DJ Gregory Story. Take five minutes out of your day to be truly inspired by this individual. The formula for success starts with attitude. Your attitude influences your journey toward your goal and the impact you have to help others find their success. Think of a successful or stellar person you know. What characteristics do they have? How do they treat people? Do they make sacrifices for others? Now think about your personality. Do you find more negative in the day than positives? Are you out there trying to help people or are you trying to fill your ego? Is your life categorized by moral or immoral acts? When you fall, do you get up? Again, stop. 
and think about these questions. And don't listen until you can answer them truthfully. Now that you have time to reflect on these questions, now that you've had time to reflect on these questions, how would you characterize your attitude? What steps are you going to take to have a better attitude? The first step I recommend is focusing on positives as soon as you wake up each morning. Know that you are here for a reason, and on this new day, you will find good in everything. Be thankful for a roof over your head and food on the table. Focus on the beauties of other people and the endless possibilities and opportunities in your own life. Research has shown that people are less depressed when they wake up at a consistent time each morning. Also, when you wake up, do not, I repeat, do not turn on the news. Take at least five minutes to read a devotional book, pray, or watch an inspirational video that will help you take a positive attitude before you leave your house. The more you try to focus on the good things in your life, the less likely you are to dwell on the negatives. For example, find something meaningful and positive to do while you are driving to work. Whether it's listening to music or thinking about how you are going to have a productive day, no matter what comes your way. Prepare your mind to hold a positive attitude from the very beginning of the moments of the day that will lead to better outcomes. I know that some people reading this or listening to this might say, well, that might be easy for someone else, and I tried that, or it isn't going to work for me. Well, I can't tell you how, what specific strategies to use to get you into the right mindset every day, but I do know what you have to do is to try something consistently for a while with an open mind, or nothing's going to work. If you tell yourself before going into meditation, reflection, reading a quote, or listening to music that it isn't going to work, well, guess what? It's not going to work. You've already made up your mind. Open-minded people tend to have more positive attitudes than closed-minded individuals. Please, if you know that you are a negative person and want to work on becoming a positive one, then you have to be open-minded to new ideas. What has worked for me? I wake up every morning around 4.30 a.m. I read a devotional book and scriptures and pray. Then I exercise for at least a half an hour. These early morning routines give me undisturbed time to reflect on and gain clarity about my life and the task ahead of me for that day. The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma offers insight on why many successful people wake up at the same time and what they do to be in a state of flow each day. On the ride to work, I listen to YouTube videos, audiobooks, and podcasts, and I pray or reflect on my life and what I can accomplish to bring growth in my life, and more importantly, the lives of others. I recommend listening to Jocko Willink, Jordan Peterson, Les Brown, Positivity University with John Gordon, 3 of 7 Podcast, Stephen Weatherford, No Quit Living with Chris Worth, Jesse Itzler, Order of Man with Ryan Mickler, The Ed Milet Show, and The Inspired Way with Tim Douglas. At work, I prepare before the workday begins, thinking about what I will be doing and how I will be helping students to make progress in their lives. It's never easy, especially with students from different backgrounds 
and their problems, but I never give up on them. And I believe I can make a difference every day. And that begins with my attitude. If I was a Debbie Downer with a negative attitude, my students would see right through me and I could have no impact on those students that I wish I could have had. For any individual working with children, having the best attitude as often as possible is vital. I know that many of us can get beaten down by relationships at work or at home. It's tough. It is flat out difficult to maintain sanity some days because of the outside forces beating you down. Les Brown would say that regardless of what hits you in the face, if you can look up, you can get up. You're going to have good days and you're going to have some bad days. But how you respond to them when being around your kids or your students is going to have an impression on them that they will remember the rest of their lives. You may not realize this, but your body language signals your attitude as well. If you're at work and you're short with someone or make sly comments to them or being rude, they are going to tune you out so fast. If you don't think these days ever happen to you, just ask someone at work that you trust. If you are a good listener and are positive around them, and go home and ask your family members as well. We are not perfect human beings, but if we realize we're having a bad day, we can try to focus on being in the present moment and offer support to someone else in need. The more we focus on others, the more we'll find ourselves forgetting about our problems and not having time to worry about everything going on in our lives. Focus on others and their success you may be surprised at what happens to you as a result. Here's an assignment for you. Write down a couple of ways you think you could start to have a more positive attitude. If you don't know where to start, use the action steps I will provide shortly. Then pin this list up on your wall at home or at work to remind you to use these strategies every day. If you don't see progress with some of them, look for new ideas. Keep searching until you find the right ones for you. This is a simple task, but it's a foundation for your well-being and your success. Don't give up on this assignment. See it through because once you get going, you will be a transformed individual. People at work will be asking, what's got into that him lately and why is he so happy? Your spouse and kids will benefit as well. You'll be noticing all the things that they do right instead of the things that they were doing wrong. No one likes someone picking on them, specifically in a close relationship. It seems that the more we grow together, the fewer compliments we give, and the more nitpicking we do instead. This should never happen, but it does, because we get comfortable with one another and, as a result, expend less positive energy. With your new attitude, be proactive and complimentary, and tell others that you love them or they look nice. Take off your Cruella DeVille glasses and begin observing the world in a new light. Start noticing nature, your spouse, coworkers, and other aspects of your life with a new attitude and begin living life instead of corrupting it. Go now and try to be the best person you can be for those who need you the most. Action Steps Be more aware of your attitude by reflecting on the words you use daily when talking to yourself and others. Gratitude. Wake up each morning. Put your feet on the ground 
and be thankful that you are alive this day. Positive blinders. Stay away from anyone or anything negative. Clarity. Listen to a positive and uplifting music, podcast, or books. Be a positive human magnet. Focus on being someone people want to be around. This chapter was one of my first chapters I wrote during this time of writing Freedom to Ascend. It was definitely an early chapter that I actually wrote my first manuscript, ABCs to Life. Because I believe so wholeheartedly that attitude does have a great, great foundation to set each and every day, each and every moment, each and every second that you're with people. How many people right now that you know are negative about their company, about their life, about politics, about all this crap? I don't want to be around those people. You know what I what I try to do is I try to be respectful, I listen, and I move on. Because I have learned one of the greatest lessons in life. If I can't control the situation, then I'm not going to talk poorly about it. If I want to change the situation, guess what I'm going to do then? I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. I'm actually going to get to work, whatever that is. Whether it's you want to become a politician, whether you want to become a finance guru, you know, whatever that is for you, a teacher, a coach, you know, you don't like something in your community, then go ahead and get going. Fix it. Don't talk about what the problem is. Talk about what the solution is. That's how you change your perspective. Attitude of what to do, what the solution based is so much better than talking about the problem. And nagging about it day after day after day because you feel better that someone listened to you. Don't be one of those negative Ted's or negative Nancy's, okay? Stop now. Be proactive, pivot, be positive, have a good attitude, make a difference in your life and others. Another thing I would say to end this is do stuff for other people. When you start giving to other people and doing little things for them, it actually fills up your cup. You feel a sense of fulfillment. So instead of complaining about something, hold the door for someone. When you're about to make a negative comment, make a positive comment. I know it sounds cliche or you know whatever phrase you want to say, but I'm going to be honest. We have too much negativity in this world and toxicity. We need to cut it out and we need to start being the light around everyone we're around. You understand that? Be the positive force that this world so desperately needs. Do it now.